0: Thank you for tuning in to the Rose Metal Podcast hosted by Emily Rose. In this podcast, we talk about the transition out of sports and any struggles athletes may have faced during sports or afterwards. Rose Metal's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. We have two types of shows we have interviews where we talk to athletes about their experiences, and we also do shows on current events or topics that relate to the mission. Welcome to the show. This is the Rose Metal Podcast. I'm Emily Watson, and I have Andy Baranella here with me. Thank you for joining.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So Andy, also known as Mr. B, also known as Coach B, is a physics teacher with a passion for basketball. He played at Shasta College and then continued to compete as the president of the club basketball team at Chico State, which was in the West Region Club Basketball League. Andy is a natural leader, and he is a current grad student, which he will be the first in his family to achieve a master's degree, and in his free time, he does modeling, and he makes TikToks about physics, so I'm really excited to have this conversation about relating physics to sports, and I'm just really excited to have you on the show, so thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Love the intro. (laughs) Yeah, so...
0: Uh, I think it's really cool that you went to Chico State because I'm from Chico. So we got to relate a little bit about being from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I have no regrets of choosing to go there. That was a great decision for, for me. And um, I had so much fun there with so many great people that are still a part of my life.
0: Yeah, I I know that like their their science department is really good. And the, just the education is really good. My mom went there too. Um so that was a good choice and plus i'm biased since i'm from there and my mom went there but
1: yeah Yeah, totally great yeah absolutely a great school and um it is crazy because they do have a great teaching program which i didn't even know i was going to be involved with when i first got there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's good so we're going to talk a little bit about how like the things that you do kind of lead you into the opportunities that you've gotten but um First of all, we're going to talk about your identity with sports. So how do you feel like you've identified with being a basketball player and or coach?
1: Yeah, um, it's a great question. And I I think my answer today and like over the past year has absolutely changed from maybe four years ago. Um, I think when I was fully an athlete, like when I was playing, that is that was my identity. Like I made myself, I am an athlete, like that's what I am. That's what I do. That's what I'm all about. Um, and as I've grown older it, it, it was a tough tran- tough transition but I have learned that I'm more than that and I, I shouldn't I, I think I limited myself so much um, and I see it I see it in youth today where I think they put themselves so much into the the sport that they you know kind of forget that there is a life after sports we, we can't we can't play forever um, and so I think I made myself complete i completely identified myself as an athlete as a basketball player and now today I know that that is a part of me but there's so much more that I've grown to learn and, and love about myself.
0: Yeah, and that's why I wanted it I wanted to make it a point to have that really good intro for you and and guests on the show is to really highlight the things about you more than just your sport and it's it's really important to know that like yes, you can identify like with your sport being a part of your identity but you shouldn't fully identify with your sport.
1: Yeah, absolutely and I think I think there's so many life lessons that sports does give you that you can take out of it that you don't you don't need to necessarily be playing the sport to get the lessons learned along the way.
0: Right. And I feel like when you're a coach you dive more even more into that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like um definitely trying to teach these kids like the lessons and, and just life skills. Um, Cause like, like I said earlier, like I see it so much in kids where like all they do, all they care about, all they think about is their sport and their status as an athlete. And w- what becomes really a problem is like when there's injuries or, or something happens or, or COVID hits and they can't play anymore, they, they might struggle more than, than others because that is what that makes them them. And, um, when they don't have that or they can't get access to it, it it's a really like big mental struggle. Cause you know, you kind of don't, and I've been there, you kind of don't know what your value is now, what, what makes you important, what makes you special, what you love. Um, cause you put so much into basketball and yeah, you're totally right. As a coach, I'm trying to give them those life lessons. Like, look, this thing is important here for our team for, for you in this sport, but it's also important here in life when you go get a job, when you go do that, like commitments and values um, just, there's so much you can gain from sports without necessarily having to need the sport.
0: Right. Um, and you're in the classroom setting a lot and I haven't really been in the classroom and in a high school in like 10 years. I just remember when I was in high school, it was the thing for like, you would just look around and the athletes were like doing their motion all the time. Like that's what they're thinking about all the time. The dancers were always doing a little dance when they're thinking about it or they're, when they're zoning out, they just like do their routine for a second or like uh, little kids like doing their, I see it all the time, like in grocery stores, um, young girls doing the pitching motion. Yeah. It's, is is the thing that they become so obsessed with and, and it's the thing that they want to get good at. So they're thinking about it all the time and doing the motion all the time, whenever they're thinking about it all the time. Yes. They might only spend like 30 minutes a day actually practicing it, but they're, they're spending a lot of their time thinking about it. Do you see that in your classroom setting too?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm blessed where since being a coach, I I actually kind of get, a lot of the basketball players in my class like there's other physics teachers at my school but I actually kind of get because they know we have a connection they put a lot of the counselors put a lot of the basketball players in my class um and so yes absolutely I I see kids doing their follow through all the time or um I actually our class is pretty active just with physics like we're always doing things and I try to include um physics of sports in in my teaching so like you know we'll have a softball lesson we'll have a basketball lesson where then these kids get really excited because they're like, Oh, this is my sport. This is my time. Like I get to learn more about what I do. Um, because yeah, you're right. Like I, I see that all the time. The kids like it's on their mind, their sport is on their mind, but then to be able to bring that into the classroom, like to actually teach about it and learn about it. I think they really, I see a lot of engagement and participation when, when I include that in the, in the classroom.
0: Right. Um, yes. And we'll talk more about your, um, your, your classroom setting a little bit more, but first I wanted to talk about what your transition was like from being a player to a coach. So what was that like from, from competing to now being the leader as the coach?
1: Yeah, I, I, I will be honest with you. It, it was tough mentally. Um, I was loving what I was doing. Cause I was like, wow, I, I now get to take something I love and get paid to do it basically to teach it, um, to coach it. Um, and But I will say it was it was hard because being so used to being the player with the ball in my hands and and me as the like getting better and grinding on myself, like like working, working to get better and improve to then take all that passion and that effort to to like give it to somebody else, give it to a a kid, an athlete. It it was tough on me because I'm I'm like, man, I'm training this kid. I'm getting this kid better, but I want to get better. I want to be in the workouts. I want to be the one getting trained. Um, and so it, it was, a, it was a tough mental battle because I felt like I, I was putting all my time into, to these kids, which, which obviously feels great. And I love doing it, but it also was like, when, when am I putting time into me? When, when can I keep getting better? Cause although I might've lost all eligibility, I still want to play and be a good basketball player, you know? So, um, it, it was, it was a tough battle. Cause I felt like I was just giving so much to others, which, which gave me, which felt very fulfilling I'm not I don't want to take away from that it's just that there was something missing I I felt like early on I'm like wait but I want to be playing I want to be the one with the ball in my hands um so it was a tough transition at first um and until I've been able to get some balance with it but at first it it was a tough transition mentally
0: yeah there's a little bit of FOMO there for sure especially being like a young in the in the coaching and when you're not playing anymore because you know some coaches do still play but like it's when you go straight from competing to being on the other side of the, of the lines on the court or wherever you're at, it's, it's different. And it, it, and you put more time into it on, like, if you think about it, like it kind of didn't make sense to me at first. I'm like, why am I spending more time as a coach? But then I think about it, it's like, well, the coaches put so much into their athletes. It does make sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we do that because we care. Like, and and I think it's, it's fun for us to, as athletes, when we're kind of done or, or at least finished with the um, eligibility and everything, we can take everything we've learned and teach these kids. because one thing that's been cool for me is to see kids go through what I've been through and been like to, been able to share my stories with them and, and teach them the way. Um, and, they, and like not necessarily saying that they have to go down my path of decisions I made and, and workouts I did, but just to kind of show with them that and share with them that knowledge of like, look, I've been in your shoes. Like, I, I'm i not, especially like you said, we're young. I'm not that far removed from where you were right now. Um, and so I can share with you my story, share with you my knowledge, and then go from there. Take take it how they want to take it.
0: Right. And you're no longer a coach now,
1: right? Current, currently, no. I, so I did teach the last two years, and um, I, I took a break this year. Um, you mentioned it. Uh, part of the reason is for my master's program um and then part of the reason is I I I did feel like I needed a break um I felt like I was getting burnt out um just from putting so much into it because something about me is it's hard for me to not go all in and I think that also comes from sports like anything I do in my life I try to give a hundred percent and I know people say that but like I feel like I really do it almost to the point where actually no I yes to the point where I burn myself out when I have too much going on because I'm giving 100 percent to too many things, um, and I think yeah. that comes from sports and just the grind of being an athlete for so long.
0: Yeah, and you've been known to just go shoot hoops by yourself, whether you're on a team or not. So, what has the transition out of sports been like for you?
1: Yeah, um, it's been it's been good, and I feel like I've I've. created deeper connections um so yes i definitely go shoot on my own all the time but it's also been fun to like bring in my friends and and a lot of those friends are people who are my lifelong friends but that were never really great athletes but what's been awesome is that like i get deeper connections with them like hey guys like let's go to let's go all play open gym and that's something like you can't really do as an athlete because you have your team you have your set practices like you're really good friends. Like you, you're, you're lucky if some of your really good friends are also teammates. But mo- most likely, you have other friends that aren't teammates. And now I'm I'm blessed where, um, I can still play my sport with people I love who who can now join me. Um, some some of my best, very very best friends in my life, are 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 not athletes. They love basketball, but they're not like college athletes we we were never teammates for anything like that so what's been fun now is to be able to still play with them play with some of my favorite people i'm getting to play at the sport i love with the people i love and and no, the, without the pressure of um coaches or uh just the pressure of, that we put on ourselves as athletes so um it, it has been a good transition i think it's been i've learned to love the game in a different way um in terms of just like care and love and connection um to the game and to the people involved in it rather than like the, the wins and losses.
0: Right. So making friends while you are in sports and keeping those lifelong friendships is one aspect of the transition as sports. And then making new friends is another aspect of the transition as sports. Do you think that you've had like a different kind of experience with making friends since no longer competing or even being a
1: coach? Yeah, totally. I think, I think it's easier to make friends in, in that way. Cause I think, as a as a player, you you know in some ways people are your opponent, and 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 you want to beat them, and you don't really know much about them. You just want to beat them. But now transitioning out of sports and just playing for fun, like it's easier to make connections. Like yeah, we might be going at it at some open gym or like like, and I say going at it like uh, competing. Um, we might be going at it with each other, um, but then after it's like hey. I like your game. Like, Hey, I like yours. Like we, we should come here and play sometime. Like, Oh yeah, let me get your number. And then we, then we meet this connection. And one thing that's been cool for me too, is since being a coach, I have access to our school gym and this is actually, I I like telling this story because it it is fun how it came together. Uh, I, I was shooting when, so I, I started my teaching career and coaching career in 2020 when lockdown everything was happening. So I would shoot by myself. And that was the only option that could happen in, in our gym. Um, And then as things started clearing up, I invited a couple friends and then uh, it was like four of us. We played two on two for hours and then they started inviting some friends and then we all started just meeting people through the like coming to my school uh, like once or twice a week and we just kept growing this group. And now our group chat has 46 people in it. and So every every week now on Sundays, I'll send out the chat. Hey, guys, we're playing on Tuesday at eight. We're playing on on Thursday at seven. Who can make it? And it's crazy because now I have to make a wait list because we have too many people show up. And all these guys have become so close and it's just built this like friends of friends, like this little basketball community. Um, And it's it's been really, really cool to just do that. And people of all different skill level. Like there's many people that come that are ex-college athletes. There's many people that come that the last time they played organized basketball was in middle school. So it's this really cool group of guys that just we all I think the common goal is we all love basketball and we're just good people. And so it, it really has been fun to build that through COVID when it started with me by myself, then to two on two, then all of a sudden we have 46 people in a group chat. It's, it's, it's it's been really, really cool.
0: That is so cool. And it, you this happened to you multiple times just from going to shoot hoops on your own, like at Chico state and at your job now, where you've gotten leadership positions just doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. And, and I think, I think I, I, I feel comfortable in a leadership role and, and I don't mean to, to, to sound like it's bragging, like, Oh, I, I need to be the leader or I, I, I have to be, or I should be. It's just, I feel comfortable doing that. And I don't mind being the organizer of, of events, I guess, like, like, like um, with the club basketball thing, like I was totally happy to do it and I felt confident doing it. Um, and I think I'm, I'm reliable. So I think you can count on me to, to handle things and um, just make things happen. Uh, I, 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 I think I like making things happen, especially when it involves a bunch of great people coming together. So um, yeah. I've always liked that.
0: Yeah, that's a, a true leadership championship mindset. And that's what we need more mindsets and teachers to be. So with that, in what ways does understanding physics help athletes?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So I know I've bounced around a little bit. Um, but yeah, when I include... Uh, like fit the physics of sports in my in my lessons like i said i've seen kids get light up they get so engaged um because it's something that they are passionate about and then also learning a deeper level of it so understanding physics like for example um i actually do demonstrations where i have a baseball kid or a, a softball kid come up and hit a ball and we actually measure stuff about their hit and I've seen how important it makes them feel to be like they it's not some demonstration. They are the demonstration. Um, and I've had girls who are into dance, come up and do this uh, spin move thing. Um, I say spin move thing. I, I, I don't know what it's called, yeah. uh, but they, they do this, this move. And then like, we have these, these uh, platforms that are measuring their torque and, and um, their rotation. And then basketball players with angle of shots, um, we do this whole lesson on Steph Curry and his angle of his shot. And so what's cool is I'm able to like disguise the physics behind something they're truly passionate about. So like, um, you know, it, it they might feel like in their head, Hey, we're, we're learning about basketball today. We're learning about football collisions. We're doing this, but really they're learning a lot of physics. It's just, they're, they're learning it with something that they're passionate about. So I think learning what they've learned too is like, um, just how to improve and, and, and where force distributions go. So, um, you know, e- each sport is different, but like um, I'm sure you're familiar, like following through on your swing with, uh, with, with softball. Like we learn how impactful that is. Um, with basketball, we learn about having a good angled shot, not too high, not too low, not too flat. Um, with football, we talk about when you hit someone in their upper body versus when you hit someone in their lower body, like, you know, learning that knowledge then taking it to their sport and i actually it kind of it kind of makes me emotional sometimes because i i've had kids who come up to me long after they took my class like sometimes sometimes they go into college at sports and they come back or sometimes they just tell me after a game they're like mr b like i did that thing that you told that we learned about in class and i and i made the shot or i got the tackle or i hit the hit a home run like and to see them light up and it's like they're they're talking about physics right now and they're lighting up about their sport and wow. like physics in their sport. So wow. um, for me, that's been awesome. Cause I think physics kind of, I don't know, in my lifetime physics can sometimes get a bad rep um, for being difficult and confusing and, and no fun, but for me to be able to change that for them and, and change that hopefully what I'm trying to do is change that in my whole school and my, my district and my community. Um, but by doing that, by making it something they're passionate about and to see them light up has, has been a dream come true.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. You kind of answered my next question in that answer. Also, you answered two questions in one there. My next question was going to be what, uh, in what ways does understanding sports help your students understand physics? So if, if an athlete understands physics more, it helps their, you, you said it that, Oh, I, I, I hit a home run because of what you taught me. So I, when I do my lessons, I do softball pitching lessons. I try to give them a little mini lesson on the, I try to simplify forces and I'm definitely not knowledgeable that knowledgeable in physics, but I, I know the basics of forces. And
1: when
0: you, I try to tell them when, when you land on your left leg and you push down into the ground with say four times your body weight force mm-hmm. the amount of force that you're putting into the ground is coming back in through your your leg back back through because that's how physics works yeah. and yeah and trying to help them understand that the more force you put into the ground the more power is going to be behind the torque of your ball that you're pitching right. and yeah i just are there any ways that you have explained that to your athletes and it's clicked with them or do you have any stories with, um, with something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, So we talk about, uh, I mean, obviously the sport I'm most knowledge about is basketball. Um, So we definitely talk about that. And, and we talk about like um, smooth motions and, and, and simple motions um, and like where you apply the force. And so, like when we're talking about someone's shot, like someone might be using too much force in their legs and then their arms are super flaily or, or yeah. the opposite, where you see these kids that are super like stiff in their legs. But then they have a smooth motion up top and like putting it all together to um, complete it for a perfect shot has been really cool. Um, and, and so, yeah, totally. Uh, we definitely uh, use that and, and we talk about where to put it. And, and I do do that in coaching as well um with with kids i mean it obviously helps if the kid has taken a physics class uh physics class so they know what i'm saying because it's kind of hard for me to tell a kid who hasn't taken physics yet oh yeah apply the force here and you get you're good you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. so um but yeah for the kids that have taken it or especially the ones that have taken it with me uh it's been cool because like i'm like hey listen that looks really good but remember remember that lesson that we had where you had to put the for- more force here to generate more here and um they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get it. And it's 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 a weird thing because like you you look if you were to look at me talking to this kid and you couldn't hear us, but you were to look at me on the court talking to this kid, I would guess the last thing you would think we're talking about is, is physics. <laughs> but um it, it's pretty cool. And some of them, some of them do get it. Um some of them are like I'll be honest, you know, some of them are like, wait, what? And then I I gotta simplify it even more. But um yeah, it, it has it has paid off in some cases.
0: Yeah. When you mentioned the, the cleaner, the look, the better. And I try to, I try to explain that to my kids cause they think, I, I don't know what they're thinking, but a lot of them have a lot of forces going different ways and they're trying to throw it straight. And I'm trying to explain to them, if you're, if you got some motion going to the left and some motion going to the right, yeah, you might get a, a straight pitch out of it, but you're going to lose some power behind it because it's, that force plus that force equals so much of that force. Yeah. So yeah. if you're having everything going towards one motion, it, it gets a hundred percent of your force forces.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. You said it basically like when you have multiple forces going different ways, part, uh, part of that is going to cancel each other out. So you want to put it all in one direction where you want the object in whatever sport you're playing to go. Um, you're, to- you're totally right. When you got a lot of different things going on and you're kind of herky jerky, those start to cancel each other out. And, um, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't go the way you always want it to. You want all the forces going in, in one direction, the direction you want things to go. Yeah. This
0: sounds kind of like a nerdy conversation, but it really, (laughs) it really, I feel like understanding these things really helps athletes. Like any athlete that wants to get better and they're not understanding why they can't get that next mile an hour faster or, you know, whatever else it is that their goal is maybe understand a little bit of forces because, I, I guess I realize I, I know more about this because I was a mechanical engineering major for awesome. uh, a year and a half. But um and so I took a lot of classes that were about forces and um like motion and moments and stuff, but yeah uh, I try to I try to have little mini lessons like you said, like, oh you weren't in my class, I can't have a whole entire lesson on this, but I'm trying to explain to you really quick that there are forces, like the the biggest there were two or four biggest forces in the world or in the universe. And one of them is gravity. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: Yeah. So Understanding how to work with gravity is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And just, and, and it helps too, for like, uh, not to add more to the nerdy conversation, but like uh, center of mass has really been a big one with like balance. Like, cause that's, I think that's an underrated skill is balance in sports. Yeah. Um, I think being just having good balance is is really uh, beneficial to you and also can help with injury like you see all the time in the NBA like people are doing balance exercises or actually all sports they're doing balance exercises just to help with injury like when you land like landing and falling is actually a skill like people can land and just be flailing all over the place and that's what leads to injury but if you know how to like correctly land and um fall like that'll save you a ton of injury and you can stay on the court or the field longer
0: yeah that's super important yeah because people think I don't I don't know I never thought about how important it is where my head is at until in, in when I was at the University of Oregon as a as a grad manager coach Lombardi was talking about okay if you want to get a really good turn at the bases, then use your head to guide you. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of genius.
1: Yeah, that is, that is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if I'm like trying to stop leaning to the right of my pitch, well maybe bring your head back and that's the head is where your center of gravity should be. Is like, everything should be stacked.
1: Yeah, totally. You're absolutely right. Definitely. Um,
0: so I'm going to move on to the next question. So you defined physics as the study of how and why everything happens in the world. So with that, how do you, how does your mindset to accomplish goals affect an athlete's physical ability to do what they want to do?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think in this weird way, I tell kids this in my classroom that physics is like everything that's ever happened that you've ever seen is happening for a reason. Like, there's a reason all of these things are happening. And, you know, you and I today have mostly just talked about forces because I think that's the easiest one to connect to sport. But there's so much in physics and so much in life that it all – there's a reason behind it. And I think it's it's also this mindset of, like, that you know, I'm not necessarily saying religious or higher power or anything. I'm just saying that, like, it, there is a reason for everything that happens. And for your mindset in sports, it's like, you know, the wins and losses, like the the losses happen for, for a reason, and then you can learn from that. The wins happen for a reason, and you can learn from that. And I really think reflecting on things that happen in, in your sport to be able to grow from that is really key. I, I think sometimes we just move on to the next. I, I've been there as an athlete. Like, okay, we I accomplished this. I did this. On to the next one. But it's like – and that's something I've learned later on in life is like reflection. Like okay yeah I did have this win or I did play good in this game or I did do that but wh- what led to that like what what did I do to prepare that made that happen because then I can actually do more of that if, if it was good um, and I think sometimes as athletes we really just move on to the next the next goal the next task the next uh, thing we're striving for but I think it's so important to remember like all of that happened for a reason and finding those reasons behind what happened, just like in physics, why did that happen? Why is there a rainbow outside? Why did this guy turn gray today? Why did this happen? Like those are all physics concepts that happen for a reason, just like in sports, everything happened for a reason and, and trying to dissect what happened so that you can actually grow from it. Cause it's awesome to have a win, but if you don't know what, what got you there, you're kind of going into the next game blind. Yeah. Um, So understanding what got you there, why things happen. um, I think it's kind of a mindset that works for physics and works for sports as well.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's just really important. Like you said, I think it's really important that you should move on when, whether you won or lost, won or lost a competition, just put it behind. So I think that applies to the whole transition out of sports as well. Yes, you may have had a really great career or uh, maybe even not, not the best that you wanted or whatever, however the career was. Yes, you can reflect on it a little bit, but I think it's important to move on from that because that's also going to reflect on why and how everything happens to you also, because if you're dwelling on something in the past, you're just going to keep on staying in the past
1: yeah, absolutely. And and I wasn't saying reflect on it, like spend your every waking hour reflecting on it. No. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. And I think what you're kind of saying is like never get too high, never get too low. Like, um, you know, like like think about what happened. Okay, it happened. Now move on and don't dwell. You're totally right. Don't dwell on the past because you can't change the past. Like never get too high, never get like too excited or, or too cocky about something. Um, but also don't never get too low. Like never get too down on yourself, never dwell. Um, and just look forward to the next one. I, I absolutely agree.
0: Yeah. And you told me that you, you had a focus in vibrations in physics. So what was, how do you think that that applies to mindset and sports?
1: Yeah. So um, yeah. So my, my uh, focus in physics, cause you got here you had to pick a physics focus was vibrations and waves. And it's, it's, it's kind of just the idea that like everything comes back around like, you know, And every, every little trickle has an effect on something else. It's kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, butterfly effect, Mm -hmm. but just like how small changes can cause big differences. Waves can, and vibrations can build on each other. Like a bunch of small steps can form one big wave. Um, And I, I don't know, I know I'm simplifying it big time, but that's kind of the main idea. And so... In sports, it's kind of the same idea. Like, yeah, you know, if you're weightlifting or something, you're not going to go walk into the gym after never lifting in your life and put four plates up on the bar and get that up. It's like, the, it's this gradual, like step by step, it'll get you there. And doing all the baby steps to get you where you want to be is what's going to get you the result. And I think it's hard, like, I, I, as athletes, like, we want the final result and we want it now. We want it quick. We want the championship. We want, We want to be the best on the team. We want this to do that. We want to hit the game winner. Um, but it's like all the small little baby steps, all the small vibrations in the world and, um, all the steps we take, that is what really gets us there. And I think it's, it's tough when you're young, especially to, to remember, like, it's, it's all the little things you're doing that make a big difference. And, um, so in a way it's kind of the same with vibrations and waves, like all the little waves come together to form one big mega wave, um, and making that happen, uh, with baby steps is is the key to doing it. Yeah.
0: Like you can't show up to the championship game expecting to win. If you haven't been putting in the work before.
1: Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, Absolutely. I agree.
0: Yeah. That's, I think that's a super important thing to understand and just knowing that everything really is related and everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. Not to get all like religious or spiritual, but I, I, I believe in that.
1: Yeah, me too. I absolutely, I absolutely do. Um, And I think so much of sport too is, is mindset and, and being in the right mindset and um, just being aware and um, just, you know, thinking outside the box a little bit and, and reflection. I think that really helps athletes. I think just me personally, I became a better player, not from all the training and all the skills, like obviously those things helped, but it was when like, I started to really like believe in myself and I had a trainer that did that for me that then opened the doors for everything. Cause, um, I was actually one of those players in, in high school mostly where I would put in so much work. Like I would just put in extra work. I wasn't sleeping much cause I really wanted to be the best. But then when it came to the games, I would get, I would get tight. I'd get nervous. Um, and I know that happens for a lot of our athletes, and and I think so much of it that and I and I think at the time when I was young, I thought, oh, well, I got to work harder, I got to work harder. But it was like, it was my mindset that wasn't right at that age, um, where I I just didn't believe in myself, and I, I wasn't I wasn't trying, I wasn't reflecting on what were, was happening with the good times, and I was kind of doing what you were saying, where I would get so low on myself when there were bad times, and so to be able to look back on that and and not to go full circle back to our one of your questions again, but. I think being able to teach that to players as a coach has been w- really empowering. And I think I-, I want to empower more kids to to believe in themselves because I think once that door is opened, the sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, and I think whatever you put out into the universe, it will work with you. The universe wants to work with you. The universe wants you to win. And I think for like practicing high-pressure situations, that's I feel like I was really lucky that ha- I had a pitching coach that had me practice having the mindset of a high pressure situation so whenever I was doing my pitching lessons sometimes he would be like okay you know the game is all on this pitch like if you don't throw a strike right now we lose and yeah
1: Yeah, so totally what you're talking about there is like visualization like you're visualizing of being in it before you're actually in it that's awesome
0: yeah and I I I remember being like, wow, that's like huge pressure. But I found myself in that situation a lot. Yeah. And, and I came out on top most of the time because I practiced it and I would visualize it at night, like for like 10 minutes before going to sleep, I would in real time vi- envision myself throwing strikes.
1: Man, that I, I Emily, I love that. Like yeah. there, there, there's a, there's a quote that I, I really like. I have it on my wall that there, there's separation in the preparation, like, the way you prepare for yourself is going to separate you from the rest. And it sounds like you really did that. I, I love that story. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And I just, I, I didn't even realize that that was visualization manifesting pretty much until later when I found out what manifesting is. But I really think that just like met the mental part of sports is so much of it that just preparing yourself in your mind and putting that pressure in practice because you can't act like there's not going to ever be pressure and when you're practicing with no pressure all the time it's hard to go into the game with pressure
1: absolutely totally yeah um
0: moving on to the next question so how did you choose physics as your major and was it your first choice
1: okay uh no it was not my first choice um when i actually came out of high school Um, I wanted to be a kinesiology major. Um, my plan was to be like a sports trainer. Cause again, at that time I'm an athlete. That's what I identified myself as. So I needed to, I needed something in sports. Um, uh, and so that's what I did. And I did that for my first two years while, while playing at Shasta. And I just kept finding that it wasn't really fulfilling to me. Like I just like, yeah, we got to talk about sports sometimes and I'd get excited, but like for the most part, it just, it didn't fulfill me. And I felt in some ways it was a little boring, I guess. And, and I like to be challenged. I think that that mindset comes from being an athlete as well. Like I like, I like being challenged and getting over challenges. And so that just, it wasn't really doing it for me. And it's kind of, it's so crazy to look back on it that to be a kinesiology major, you have to take a science, either chemistry or physics. And, and it's, it's just nuts because the chemistry class was filled. So I had to take physics. And at that point, like I, I just figured, okay, whatever, but then I took that class and I fell in love, like truly like that class explained so much of the world that I it just opened up my whole world. Like I said, it explains how and why everything happens in the world Um and not just like forces like sound, light, electricity, energy, astronomy, outer space, um, energy, like just everything. And so my my mind was blown and I was just blown away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. Like, this is challenging me. I'm in, I'm interested in it. This is fun for me. And so then when I transferred to Chico, um, I, I de- declared my major as physics. The problem was that because I had only for my first two years at Shasta, I basically was a kinesiology major. When I got to Chico, they looked at my transcripts. Again, I was 21 years old when I transferred. So um, I, cause I was, I, I was going to be a junior academically, but they looked at my transcripts and they're like, Oh, well, if you're a physics major, you're basically a freshman again. And I'm like, Oh man. So they, they basically told me if I want that, I am going to basically start over with four more years of school. And so I'm like, you know, I want this, I'm passionate about it. So I went for it. Um, And then I, I went through the full whole program. I have zero regrets of it. It was awesome. I loved it. I met some awesome people, did some amazing experiments, learned a lot about life and just the world. Um, and then when I was done, uh, with it, I actually got, uh, an offer from NASA when I was, when I graduated, um, and I was stoked, but my thing was there, there, something felt missing when I was looking at the job description. Like it just, it didn't feel right. I feel like I'm a very social person. I want to be interacting with people. And so I, I, the job was basically me doing experiments and doing labs. Um, and, and it's hard because, you know, not you know, not many people get offered by NASA. Yeah. Um, and so uh, some people have kind of joked with me that it was a dumb decision, but you know, they're, they're my friends, they're joking with me. But I turned down NASA and um, someone said to me, what if, and this was one of my instructors at Chico, what if you taught physics? Like you're gr- you're a great people person, you're a great speaker, you love physics, you love working with youth because that, that's always been true. Um, and I'm like, okay, like, let me look into this. So I went and shadowed a physics teacher locally in Chico who happened to also be the head basketball coach. So we, we clicked right from the start. Um, And when I saw what he was doing and and this, the classroom environment and the kid, the way kids fell in love with his class and like the fun that they had, I I finally realized like, I can do this. Like, that's what I want to do. Teaching physics, making it my own, like doing it in my way, my style, um, taking a lot of what I saw from him Um, And then also throwing in sports that, like I said, that I do sports lessons um, so that I it's kind of the best of both worlds. And, um, you know, there's been so many things that have led me to that, like from uh, randomly being put in a physics class to um, having to decide if I was open to starting over as basically a freshman when I was 21 years old to then turning down NASA to then getting to where I'm at. Like, man, I'm lucky that the way the cards fell out because I feel so happy in my career right now.
0: That was meant to be for you with the that teacher that you shadowed, being a basketball guy, and it, I think I think you should trust your decision with turning down NASA because I think that means that there are bigger things for you and, and down the line too.
1: Yeah, totally, totally, and it and it, it's fun. Like uh, I won't lie to you, I did frame the email of them of them uh, <laughs> offering me because it was kind of a I,
0: I would too. Honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it was a big deal, but but it's also a reminder every day that like to choose happiness rather than status or title, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, you know, that, that's really cool. And this has been a really awesome conversation uh, before we close it out. Do you have any, anything else you want to add?
1: Um, I guess I would just say to all young athletes out there to kind of what we talked about, just never get too high, never get too low, reflect on the past to know what got you there, but don't dwell on it um, and just try to grow every day. Yeah. Thank you
0: so much. This was a great conversation. And I, I really hope that people get something really great out of this. So thank you, Andy.
1: Yeah, Emily, thank you so much. This was awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Rosemetal Foundation and Twitter at Rosemetal Org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and leave a review. It really helps us by spreading the word. Sign up for our newsletter to get weekly updates from us. Another way you can support us is by making a donation at rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash donate. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so your donations are eligible to be tax deductible. So far, we have shared the stories of over 40 current and former athletes, and we have a mentorship program called Championship Mentoring.